Grocery shopping, in the actual store at least, might be one of the last great bastions of a one-to-one -one exchange of money for goods. I stand in the checkout line, my items are scanned, and I hand over entirely too much money for a dozen eggs before leaving the store with my bag of soon-to-be dinners. Thankfully, for now at least, there are no monthly recurring costs associated with my four-pack of orange Celsius. Not a sponsor. What I'm trying to get at is, for the most part, I know the cost, for better or for worse, of that bag of groceries the moment I leave the store. Enter in the question, what is the real cost of so many other things in our lives? You've got raw dollars, upfront, post-sale, social, personal, mental. The list is exhausting. This isn't one we're going to entirely crack here today, or frankly, anytime soon. But for starters, we're going to spend some time interrogating the questions around our connected lives. Social media, cellular data, the ding heard around the room every time somebody leaves their ringer on. So today, let's talk the true cost of connectivity. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's Solid State Podcast. I'm your host, John Joyce. I'm Eric Sargent. And I'm Cody Toscano. All right, a week, a week after I promised it, but here we are, the whole yes. the whole gang's back together, and that, that rests squarely on me. As I told Eric offline, we I've really got to stop making time-based promises on this show, because uh, I, I say such things, and the universe insists on laughing at me. Right. Well, so uh <laughs> oh you think so don't you oh yeah, yeah. What, what a neat thought you had there yeah all right so uh we are all back here together for the first time in 2023 so it's our not our Ooh. first show of the year but our first show back together and uh re reordering things a little bit to make sure that happens with more frequency so cody welcome back thank you thank you and uh, we are not only kicking off the show for the first time as a group again but we're also kicking it off with a new um Many of you have picked up on we have you know a handful of formats that we follow for different types of shows. We've got our what's in the box episodes where we talk about you know more hands on reviews. Um, we've got you know what's next for we literally talk about what's ahead for a certain product or category or company um, and several others. Well, one we're launching today is. Um, you know, I, I struggle to necessarily call it a series because A, it's going to be broken up over time, and B, I don't see it having a finite beginning and end because while we have a list of topics that are going to fall under this day one. Um, I, I have a personally held strong feeling that it's a list of topics we could easily add to forever. Oh, and yeah. um, there's mm. some, there, there's, there's yeah. some reasons for that. So um, th this show topic format is going to be called the cost of, and it is not entirely in meaning of the literal monetary um, dollars in your pocket cost of any given thing. Um, as always with this show, we try to interrogate things from their literal value because, again, in technology, you have to pay for the thing in most cases in one way or the other, most commonly with, with some coin. Um, but there's there's a lot of other costs that come bundled in, um, pun as always, <laughs> with, a, with a lot of these products, services, and platforms, and that's that can be costs societally that can be costs personally um it can be costs um you know hidden monetary <laughs> oh geez no <laughs> or yes um or, or costs you know monetarily or otherwise behind the scenes you know it, it you know back in my day you know once upon a time <laughs> you walked into the store you handed them some money they handed you an item and more or less that transaction was completed unless you broke it or it needed replaced or you wanted to add something to it. And that's never been less true, I feel, definitely in our society where, sure, there is that initial cost of entry most of the time. There's also, I feel, more than ever zero 
giant air quotes here, zero cost of entry because all the costs are backloaded to things yeah. or what I think is the most common, which is, you know, we, we, we know there's an expense for something going in, but what is it actually going to cost us in the long run? Again, both monetarily and socially. And, and those societally. costs you're never going to see. Yeah. Many right. that you'll never, ever see or worse yet have to go digging for to actually right. find so we're gonna try and avoid making this a uh, you know once monthly deep dive into people's eula agreements and uh you know what's your, <laughs> and that that that's a half joke i mean some of the you know several of the news outlets i follow closely do some phenomenal reporting on what you're really accepting in the t's and c's and while we will touch on those every now and again especially when we do this format on very specific topics or i'm, I'm sorry on very specific products or product lines um there's some you know other again really great resources out there because we should be paying attention to those things um i'm not the first you know i'm probably the last one to say you know sit down and read top to bottom every single license agreement because frankly that's all you'd ever be doing because we're constantly agreeing <laughs> yeah. to another one every time we log in anywhere oh, so yeah. not every website now yeah yeah. Well, not every website and almost every website now, especially this time of year, because it's top of the calendar, yep. is, you know, to proceed, please accept our updated terms and conditions. Yep. Every time. Neat. Can I get a summary page on what changed? Like, did you literally change one line because now you're incorporated in New Hampshire instead of yeah, Delaware? Or are you now data mining, you know, my every location by paying my cell radio? Which yeah, line eight it? on page 67. Uh -huh. no, what it was, yeah. was the headers and the footers, the date changed from 2022 to 2023. So they had to have you agree. <laughs> and that constituted a change. Yep. Yeah. So. <laughs> ah, so, so having set that stage, um, what we're diving into with today's cost of episode is one of the more ephemeral, but I, one that's certainly very close to me. And I think just all of us because of our industry and yeah. um, it's, it's the cost of connectivity. And while we absolutely could do an episode on the ridiculous state of the cost of your internet service provider, that's oh, not right. what we're talking about <laughs> this time, um, especially here in America. Um, yeah. no, what, 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 we, what we mean by the cost of connectivity is what are the costs of being a connected society 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 364, 365 and a quarter days a year. You know right. what I mean? That's, <laughs> there is... I struggle to think of a moment in my own personal life where by choice or otherwise that I am not in some way connected. Um, almost everywhere I go or I have the opportunity to be connected. Sure, mm -hmm. I can go for a walk and choose to leave my phone behind. The, the route that I walk around my neighborhood, I'm still never more than at any one moment a quarter mile away mm -hmm. from a house full yeah. of devices that if my watch decides to tell me there's a work emergency going on, in seven to nine minutes, I can be in front of entirely too many screens. And right. I was about to say, even if you, even if you leave your, your phone behind, <laughs> you still have your watch with you, which your yeah. watch specifically has a cellular connection, which yep. means that watch is connected <laughs> at all times. So yeah, yeah. you can't get away so, from it. So, you know, Starting with, because there's obviously a lot of platforms and services that feed into our being connected all the time. But, you know, as I'm always want to do, I did want to kind of kick it off with the devices that make it happen. Like, and, and these are all by no one. I didn't wake up one day and there was some stranger standing in my room that said, John Joyce, from this day moving forward, you're going to carry these 11 devices on your body at all times or else we're going to lock you in prison. Like, that's not the way this went. I am a gadget head. I've spent my entire life seeking out new and interesting ways to 
the more I think about it, to be connected, yeah. not in not in the same way a lot of people are. In fact, I tend to personally, and I've said on the show before, I'm not a big social media person. We're going to mm-hmm. talk about that more in a second. I'm not a big, you know, I'm not even a big text message person. Like, call me. Like, I'm still that mm-hmm. person. It drives my wife insane. She hates phone calls. I'm like, just, just call me. Just mm-hmm. Um, we can we can we can knock this out in 30 seconds compared to tapping away at my phone for an hour to have a five sentence conversation um i just so dated myself and i'm not even as old as i just sounded <laughs> but anyway um shaking his cane over there that's right those kids and their rock music um, <laughs> so so, so starting with connectivity, for me, most importantly, it is the literal devices that, again, I have chosen to fill my life with that one way or the other have me tethered, have me connected quite literally 24 hours a day. So when I was getting ready for the show this morning, I kind of, I quite literally did a spin around the room here and looked at, you know, obviously I'm in my home right now. There's a persistent internet connection that's being broadcast by Wi-Fi end-to-end through the house. Every device in this house with a radio is connected. But that's almost too easy. So instead, I zoomed it a little bit further out to, or in rather, which devices are connected no matter where I take them? How much has that concept pervaded my my gadget lineup? And I was even surprised a little bit how much it's upticked in the last year. So Eric, you already mentioned it. I do. I my daily driver watch is a um, Apple Watch Ultra, of which mm-hmm. every member of that lineup has a cellular radio yep. in it. Like you cannot, you can choose not to activate it, but every right. single yeah. they all have it. One yeah. of them have the radio. My i both my my iPhone and my uh, the what Z Flip Four that I'm carrying right now on the Android side. Both obviously they are cellular devices mm-hmm. with cellular data plans. Yep. So that's again a given. Um, my uh, current generation iPad Pro. I opted to get the cellular this time, and mm-hmm. I will even take a second and explain why <laughs> I find because I I it's been years since I plunked down the extra money to get the cellular iPad model, and ironically, this year I ended up doing it. Yeah, like five was, plus years, I would think for you. Oh, you're, it's it's, yeah. it's been a, well ever since they made connecting to a hotspot on your phone so stinking easy in iOS. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It used to be when it was, you know, a 12-step process to get connected, that's when I would pony up for what probably would have been the 3G at the time versions mm-hmm. of the iPad because it was just nice to get the thing out and have the internet. But anymore, I can just, you know, click on Wi-Fi, my phone shows up, I tap it, and two seconds later, I'm online. Yeah. That that made it worthwhile to me to save the several hundred dollars um, between the upfront cost of the extra hardware and the data oh, yeah. plan. Mm-hmm. You know, the quick sidestep there, that is very much one of the costs of connectivity because remembering too, all these devices I'm listing off were a more expensive on the upfront because they had cellular connectivity. Mm -hmm. And yes, I know I said every Apple watch ultra has it. There's no option, but I could have bought a series eight that didn't. Mm -hmm. So, you know, so I paid more for my watch and then every single one of these devices has a literal month varying monthly cost for that connectivity. So I guess Taking a quick sidestep, one of the very first costs of connectivity is the recurring cost of connectivity yep. from a monetary perspective. Yes, you're plunking down more upfront, but I get it. I am buying a device that has more stuff. Like there's mm-hmm. literally more stuff inside of that device. Not, not never, terrible English, but rarely do they just make one version of it 
that already has the radio and you just happen to pay more and activate it later. Like typically speaking, when you're buying the quote unquote cellular version of a device, there's literal radios and hardware in there that do not exist in the non-cellular version. So Mm -hmm. um, I can get there on paying more for the thing that has more stuff. But the part we have to remember is if you want to activate that cellular plan, Watch, you're spending five to ten dollars a month. iPad, you're spending ten to fifteen dollars a month. The phone, it's all, all over the place. Oh, depending yeah. on what your plan type is, <laughs> unlimited data rates, you know, mm-hmm. uh, prepay, postpay. I mean, the ongoing recurring cost. I mean, this goes back to one of our earliest episodes about subscription services. Yep. Cellular connectivity is by definition a subscription service. Oh, yeah. Whether you're doing a month to month or on a three year contract, you are subscribing to access this mobile data network. It is a subscription. Um, and much like our streaming services have doubled and quadrupled and whatever the heck 20xing something is um, compared to a few years ago, I used to pay for one at tops, two recurring cellular. Or, you know, mobile data cost, my mm-hmm. one to two phones. I just listed off four things that go with me everywhere. And sorry, I'm meandering all over the place, but because uh, I never finished on why the cellular iPad this time, mm-hmm. it's the dumbest reason that it ended up being the simplest fix. Part of, you know, the day job we like to talk about. I take meetings all day long. It's just part of my job. I I can be almost anywhere and need to partake in a meeting. And a lot of those end up taking place in a parking lot from my car, iPad, I'm sorry, laptop in my, you know, in my lap. I mean, literally that that's, you know, painting a picture for you. Mm-hmm. Um, my most ready access to data is going back to how easy it is to connect to an iPhone as a hotspot. I, everyone knows I daily carry a MacBook air. So two taps later, I'm on my iPhone. You would think life moves on. Works great. Except mm-hmm. AirPlay loves to disconnect in my car if I connect to the same phone as a hotspot. So if my car is using the phone mm-hmm. for, oh, I don't know, the Zoom call I'm on, the Teams call I'm on, <laughs> using the in-car audio for the actual audio of the conversation, mm. it, it just happens, and not every time, which actually makes me more irritated. Right. Just most of the time, right. it will boot it off of CarPlay. So when it came time to swap out iPads, I'm like, you know what? This is the worst reason I've ever spent extra money, but I ponied up because now technically my iPad is a second hotspot that's in the car. So my phone can keep running the car and the call and everything else. And my, and my laptop, I can just connect to the iPads 5g radio and use that as my, as my actual mobile data hotspot for, for the meeting. First um, world problems. Yeah. I, 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 I even struggle qualifying. That is a yeah. first, I, I don't know. Is there a 0.5 world problem? I, right. I don't even know. <laughs> yeah. like, Where's the MacBook Air? Uh, a sim card slot yeah there you go right <laughs> oh don't get me started now we're gonna have to have a whole e-sim no there, I, 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 I joked to eric and then I oh yeah the e-sim the, thing yeah I, I walked back the joke part of it very shortly thereafter. i'm like no we are doing a cost of e-sim at some Ooh, point because yep. god do i have thoughts about e-sim <laughs> yeah, we that we're gonna thoughts. have to break down one of these days but super de duper not what we're here to talk about yeah. today um but like, that was one of the most clear examples i literally added an entirely new cellular radio an entirely new way to be constantly connected Connected and an entirely new recurring cost to my life to solve a very, very, very specific moment of connectivity that's important to me, important to my job, important to the people that I serve as part of what I do for a living. Um, could I just manage my time better and just be back to my freaking office for every one of my meetings? Yes. But 
I'm also a realist enough to realize I also have to take 33% fewer meetings every week. And I know a lot of people who would be not super thrilled about that. So, you know, so the benefit of that connectivity is I am now better equipped Mm -hmm. to do my job from more places more effectively. This is not all negative. That's all wins to me. That's the technology Mm -hmm. stepping up and doing what we're asking it to do. And I must say doing it well. I think it's ridiculous that my freaking phone gets kicked off the air, but at the end of the day, the solve for that problem that allows me to do my job, which puts food on my table and a roof over my head was 200 extra dollars on an iPad mm. and 1299 more a month on our cellular bill. The cost of that infinitesimal monetarily compared to the benefit that I get from it. Yeah. It's something I do literally a minimum of a half a dozen times a week. So mm. that's worth that's it. cool. Yeah. I, I'll, I'll take that. Um, but now back to setting the stage for the cost, you know, the cost to me, not monetarily that short and that was not the, an exhaustive list. Those are just the devices that I knew when we wrapped it, cause I'm recording from home today. When we wrap this up, I'm literally walking out the door to go to one of those meetings I was talking about in person. Mm-hmm. Those are just four of the devices I know are going to be going with me. So when I walk out the door, those four constantly connected devices are going to be on my person for the rest of the day. Um, Today's a Friday inside the pod. We're recording on a Friday Ooh. morning. It's a work day. Mm. I, I, I'm, I guess I'm more okay, and maybe I should personally interrogate that even more. But cool, I'm, I'm more okay with that connectivity following me all day today because I'm at work. It's part right. of what I do. Mm-hmm. But it's not like those radios turn off at five oh one later. And that's what I want to talk to you guys about. Is in your opinion, this is not you know certainly not bashing our jobs. I'm a big fan of what we do for a living personally. But do you guys find that? because of what we do, and I assume it's probably for lots of other people, but we can obviously only speak to what we do for a living. Eric, you've done plenty of other jobs through the years. Cody, you and I, this is about all we've ever done. Yeah. Um, I don't think Chick-fil-A counts as, no. a, as, a, no. as another. No. Uh, <laughs> um, not a sponsor. No. Um, so do you guys find that because of the the tools that we use as part of our job, we are more apt to allow those things to enter our lives, but then at 501, when in theory work ends, haha, it's not like they go away. Sure, Cody, you have a work and a personal phone. You can make the conscious choice to leave the work phone. Eric, as I know you do when you're not on too. call as yep. well, mm-hmm. it stays on the desk. Yeah. But that, I mean, I'll just ask it this way the text still follow you if someone if someone wanted to reach you and i'm very grateful for both of you for this by the way they could Mm -hmm. and what does that mean to you guys from a connectivity perspective i mean it's in it's i started working in this industry in 2009 so it's it's changed a lot even since then but before that in the job that i God, man, I hear I'm here. I'm dating myself. I'm going to start shaking my cane. So at the job that I worked before, I legitimately had a pager. So bef- mm-hmm. before cell phones, like I would get, I would get a page with a number that I would need to call. And then they would let me know what was going on. And I'd have to drive in, you know, to, to the Island out there or whatever, to work at the resort that I was working at before. So, you know, there were, there was those kind of things I was still connected, but before that job, when I finished work when I was done, like you said, John, at 501 on a Friday, they, they could not reach me without calling my, my home phone number, like my Mm -hmm. landline phone number. No one could get in touch with me. I didn't, you know, we had cell phones. Sure. But I wasn't giving my boss my flip phone's (laughs) number so he could text me and it didn't happen back then, you know? So it's changed a lot in the last, you know, 20 years that I've been 
working, you know, in these in, leading up into these industries and especially in this one most recently. Yeah. I mean, I have, I have the work phone and the personal phone and, but they're both connected to the same Apple ID. So like you said, like if I'm in the house, if I'm near the phone, if my work phone rings, my personal phone rings too, because mm. I'm, huh. in the same, I'm in the same house, but it also like, I will get text messages and you know, I have my work email on my personal phone too, just to make sure if I'm out somewhere and something happens to come in, I'm, I'm available. And because personally, I feel that that's part of my job, the way that I do my job, I, I feel like I need to be able to at least be reach reachable mm. because what happens if someone who's on call after hours gets a call from somebody on a ticket that I worked last and they have mm. questions of me, they need to be able to reach me so I can clarify those questions. And, you know, it's not necessarily going to mean that I'm going to drop everything and do the work, but I need to be able to at least speak to somebody for five minutes so right. that they can, mm -hmm. you know, get the information they need to solve the problem as quick as possible and not have to go spelunking for something. So, and, and again, um, in the role that I, in the role that I fill, thank you for all the things you just said, <laughs> they're, they're appreciated Be, because, well, because what you just listed off were also a lot of conscious choices, right? Yes. Like, mm -hmm. like, I don't have to Apple, do those. Yeah. Like, like the Apple ID thing, for example, it, yep. there's obviously a lot of convenience to having the same Apple ID. You have all the same apps, you're not logging into two places, but you know, the cost of that convenience, the cost of that interconnectivity is there's now cross-pollination between, you know, the, what, what's the point of having a work and a personal phone is keeping those two worlds, so that's what we tell ourselves, yep. right? That whole separation, uh -huh. yeah. like we're going to keep them separate. But then what's one of the, because I do the exact same thing, by the way. One of the first things we do is instantly marry those two worlds yep. in some very connected ways that allow them to traverse each other. And there's some definite benefits to that that I enjoy, some conveniences, but the cost of that is it is now that much easier for work to Kool-Aid man in onto the scene. Yeah. And, uh, you know, here oh, yeah. it is in the middle of your Saturday afternoon. And again, that's just a part of what we do and we make that choice, but the connectivity is a big part of what makes that even possible. I feel because you, like you said, uh, what 14 years ago, three quarters of what you just listed was physically technologically not, not possible. possible. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I was literally using a pager. <laughs> so, and I was not a doctor, by the way, just to throw yeah. that no. out. <laughs> it's got funny. a cabling emergency now. Um, yeah, good, pretty much. Pretty much. Uh, so I, I thought it was an interesting take on, you know, what, what we'll, you know, either for convenience or, you know, uh, I mean, speaking outside of our jobs, I'm sure there are roles where people are told point blank, this is what you're going to do as part of your role. And that's just, that's the cost of this job, for example, like you are mm -hmm. the expectation, you know, I'm so grateful for you guys and the rest of our team that they do a lot of things that are never asked or even expected of them. I know there are plenty of jobs out there where it is the expectation that, you know, you are going to be a message, an email, a phone call away, basically 24 hours a day. And, um, you know, obviously, you know, the hope is that they're being sufficiently compensated for that kind of expectation. That's also not always the case, not by a long shot. Yeah. Um, there's a whole nother rabbit hole we could easily go down because we deal with this for our clients and our partners very often, which is the legalities of that connectivity mm -hmm. and what it means in a salary world versus an hourly world. And what does it mean to be able to be connected in a situation where you're not being compensated for it and the labor laws involved there and, you know, um, what, what's the term for, you know, uh, uncompensated, you know, work time and things like yeah. that. I mean, there's, there, we could spend 
way more time talking on that that we're not going to today because a we shouldn't because it's just not a topic that we're experts on we are like marginally you know exposed to it because of questions we get from our clients and our partners but you know it's certainly not something that we are qualified to even remotely give advice on it's just a thing that i know that is real because we Mm. do field those questions a lot so there's there's that whole side of the cost of that connectivity, the literal cost potentially to an employer or to the employee who is, you know, literally investing their personal time and not being compensated for it and so on and so forth. So, I mean, again, when these, when these things literally follow us home, what do we tell people about the cloud all the time? One of the main benefits is you can access it pretty much from anywhere. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. Speaking personally, one of the downsides is you can access it basically <laughs> from anywhere. Yeah. And speaking yep. for myself, the temptation is has never been more present, more constantly to jump in and work on something. Because it used to be it was, again, Eric Beck, hopping in the Wayback Machine, it was get out your work laptop, connect to a VPN, get into a bunch of servers, fire up a bunch of applications. 20 to 30 minutes later, now you could get some work done. That was a sufficient upfront time investment for me anyway. It had to be like a, you know, I'm just going to get some work done tonight. Like that was the plan. Nowadays, it's I've got a spare 10 minutes. I could hop into SharePoint. I could log into 365. I could hop into some of our line of business apps and, you know, multi-factor authentication notwithstanding 90 to 120 seconds later i'm fully plugged in as if i were sitting in our office and i could get lost in something for five minutes or five hours Mm -hmm. um so you you snap your fingers and, and you're right into it so those are obviously some work focused examples of the cost of that connectivity again we don't just blindly give things up for no good reason. I do believe there are there's an equal or even longer list of benefits from all this connectivity. I personally draw a lot of, you know, Eric, what you described about the whole like being on call thing back in the day. You know, you miss that call, you just let someone down. De- you know, there's someone out there that needed you and you just, you know, you miss that one phone call, that one page, that one email even. If that, if, if that was their only ways of reaching you, someone is now stuck and you're unable to help them. Exactly. That was always a, a weight that I carried. Mm-hmm. I actually inversely take a lot of like peace and weirdly enough in knowing mm-hmm. that if someone actually needed me, here's all the list of ways they can reach me. I, I know I've, it took me forever to be able to explain this to some of our you know coworkers and peers. It's like, he was like, well, you're plugged in too much. I'm like, I get that. But on the flip side, I actually relax more constantly knowing that there's not something I'm out. Th- I'm not dwelling on what am I missing? What email mm-hmm. didn't I read yet? If, it, if there's someone that needed to get something to my attention, they could effectively do it in any number of ways. I mentally unplug easier knowing I could hop back in both feet at a moment's notice, but that's me. And I know mm-hmm. that's not universal. It's probably not even common, um, but that's always been my takeaway from it. Yeah, I feel like a cost that I've noticed, and, and this could be probably work or personal life, is uh, you know having all these things connected is 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 the multitasking that your brain is doing. Like I feel like, oh yeah, you know you're going to sit down and watch a show, but you're also going to have your iPad out or yeah. another connected device, right? So you're kind of constantly your brain is like focusing on multiple things, and um, I feel like in a way, like over time, you know everyone's starting to do that, right? I'm, I'm on my phone. I'm opening this app. I'm swiping into this app. Someone's calling me. Like, I, what, I just feel like, yeah, that that's one of those costs. Like, okay, you're going to be more plugged in. You're going to be able to access this information, like, you know, um, at the same time as other things, you know? 
you, you hit the nail right on the head and actually also just segued it really beautifully in the way that I was struggling to tee up to get from, to jump from the, the, what I've work used the work time. side to the home side, because you're absolutely mm-hmm. right. That, that is a phenomenon to, to bookend the work side. The, the work version of what you just described for me is, um, <laughs> it's harder when it's a video meeting, but you know, <laughs> the, you, the conference, the, the ubiquitous conference call, you're sitting there, there's 20 people on the call and it doesn't matter if they can see me or not. They deserve my attention. Mm-hmm. You know, it's really easy to do. Well, now my phone's out and I'm, I'm, I'm reading work news. I'm scrolling through Feedly. Yeah. What's, what's going on on yep, a insert team's message or whatever, mm-hmm. a yep. team's message, you know, mm-hmm. you know, fire off a quick email that way I don't have to worry about it after the meeting. I mean, those things pervade into, you know, even those work spheres, um, I know I promised I was going to bookend it, but one, I was literally talking to a partner of ours yesterday. Um, I took the Kindle scribe into a meeting, um, to be my note taking device. And he he asked me how I liked it. And I, I gave him the super short, at least the John super short version of, uh, you know, why I thought, you know, Technically, it was a really great device. I enjoyed the writing experience on it. I felt the for what I think of as note taking, they're obviously much more hardcore note takers that it's missing a lot of the features they want. For me, I literally just want a digital piece of paper that I can title and throw into a folder. Like that's mm-hmm. my whole ask, and it does that really well. Um, but the other thing I mentioned was like, the other thing I love is I can bring this into a meeting. Mm-hmm. I can just sit here and take notes to my heart's content and I knowing that I'm not going to receive an email on it. I'm not going to receive a team's yeah. message. I can't be tempted to fire off an iMessage back to my wife about what we're having for dinner that night, you know, because on my iPad, which was historically the device I would do that very same thing on other than throwing it into airplane mode, which is a neat thought. None of us ever do it. <laughs> no, right. Yeah. Nobody. That, that gives you anxiety, doesn't it? It's like, oh, then I won't yes. be able to get anything. <laughs> I turned the thing off. Yeah. And there, you want about waiting cost. for me when I turn it back on. Yeah. That's, and that's that's the big cost right there. That might be the biggest one to me, at least, is that that the fear, going back to why I take a weird kind of piece from being connected, and again, I can just hear the justification falling out of my mouth, is <laughs> – it, it, Cody, it's that anxiety though. It's the, well, if I unplug these things, what the heck is waiting for me on the other end? And that's right. just, I, I will <laughs> always make a mountain out of that molehill every mm-hmm. single time. But again, that's a me problem. That's not the device's fault. Mm-hmm. Um, but that Kindle scribe, I love that. It's really, I mean, for me again, many people have complaints about it as a product. I obviously have complaints about its software, but we're not here to interrogate that today for what I'm asking it to do. It's really, really great. And I think it's as great because of all the things it doesn't do. Because mm-hmm. it's a it's a it's a focused device that that doesn't bring these connected experiences into a room where you know again this is a in person meeting that is for me one of the worst expressions of that connectivity you were just describing Cody because I I'm as guilty of this as anyone else mm-hmm. you're in a meeting you're face to face with someone you're more so than ever supposed to be present and in the moment and. You're, you hear your, your phone watch vibrate. is thumping you and, oh, you're, mm. you, and you do the glance. We all know it. Your eyes dart. You, you think you're super sneaky and everyone saw you do it. Yeah. And everyone in that room knows that in that moment, whatever that device was, was more important than what they were just saying to you. And that's just, you know, about a social cost. 
again, I, I am well aware of my guilt of this, as is every single person I've ever shared a meeting room with for the better part of the last decade. And yeah. we all know we do it. We all give each other the glance. Yeah. Thankfully, that was one of the worst parts about when the Apple Watch first started becoming more yeah, common. Mm-hmm. The number of people I offended by looking at my wrist, and then it took me a little while to realize what I was doing because they actually thought I was checking the time. Because 10 right, years right. ago, and that's rude. That, yeah. that <laughs> action meant something yeah, different somewhere than it to be? does today. Yeah. Neither yeah, are great. <laughs> yeah, but at the time it was, oh my God, is this meeting over yet? Now it's just, really, John, you're checking your team's message again? Like, mm-hmm. it's neither are great. It just meant something really different, like 2014, when I, I vividly remember being in, in, in a meeting and it's like, they were, and I do actually believe they were not being facetious about this. They were asking, like, was were they keeping me too long? They like they actually asked, hey, if you got to run, we can pick this up later. I'm like, oh my god, no! It was my, this stupid Apple Watch thing. I got yeah. an email, like, and then of course they asked me 25 questions about the Apple Watch because it was like the week it came out, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. And now we're all the way down that rabbit hole. So, sorry, Cody, full full circle because you did segue, and I ripped as back as I do to, to the personal side of this, because we could sit here and talk about the work implications of it. But the reason I'm definitely both willing and able to bookend it there is because at least on the work side, speaking for myself, at least we chose to do those things. Totally. I, Mm -hmm. I could turn my work phone off. That is my right and my ability. I could not have the same Apple ID on multiple devices and actually separate those two mm-hmm. things. I could put things into do not disturb or insert things. There are so many things I could do. I choose not to do them. So therefore, I choose to carry the cost of that connectivity. Um, flipping over to the personal side, while obviously all of these are choices at the end of the day. Right. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. We choose to have smartphones. We choose to have streaming services. We choose to have social media, most of us. Um, <laughs> the degree to which they pervade our lives, also a choice. I do think it, there's a – call it some predatory uh, – some predatory marketing and whatnot that goes on and how these things are thrust into our vision because Cody, you, you the, and I'm going to turn it back over to you guys here in a second. The example you gave really hit home for me because it's something I've been actively working on lately because I realized what you described so well sitting on the couch, I was doing too much. I love TV shows. I love right. movies. I totally. love being present in those. Like that's like mm-hmm. that's not new media. Like watching a great TV show is something I've been doing my entire life. Watching a sitting down with the intent to watch a great film is something I've been doing my entire life. We've talked on this show about the amounts of money I've invested personally in the tools that I have to have a great experience watching these. And what do I do? I put on this thing that I've been waiting weeks or months or years to watch. And what's the first thing I do? That freaking phone just levitates out of my pocket (laughs) and I'm suddenly swiping through Feedly articles and not paying attention to what's on the, uh, what's on the screen. Obviously, I'm trading one screen for another, but still, mm-hmm. there's a presence aspect to that. There's nothing oh, in that smart. RSS feed that isn't going to be there tomorrow. There's no part of my job that requires me to be that plugged into, you know, the latest leak about the Samsung Galaxy S23 Ultra. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's that's not a thing. I'm not a journalist. That is not a part of my job. 
I just need to sit down and watch the latest episode of, you know, uh, the last of us and be wholly present for that and get mm-hmm. the whole experience about what the writers, the directors, the act, like that piece of art deserve. If I'm making the choice to watch it, it deserves my attention. And those edges have eroded. It's something I've been working on personally of setting those devices aside. If I've got, the office on in the background for the 84,000th yeah. time because I just wanted something on that's different. I'll oh, mess sure. around on my laptop. I'll flip through articles. That's like unplugged brain time for me. Mm-hmm. But if it's something I want to watch, gosh, dog it. I'm this, I'm looking in the metaphorical mirror here. I'm going to invest the time, the effort and, and the intentionality to actually watch it. But the cost of all this connectivity is it actually takes effort to accomplish that exactly mm-hmm. how you were just describing it. Yeah, cause I think in a way, like, I mean, I'm sure we touched on this before, like your your phone or your iPad, like that ding, like in a way, it's like demanding your attention, even though you're doing, yeah. watching something that you want to watch, you're like, ooh, no, I need to look at that. Like, I don't, you know. It's Pavlovian, you're trained almost mm-hmm. when you hear it, you, you subconsciously go and pick something up. <laughs> yeah. Well, even when someone else ex- goes off. You're looking for your own. I would, well, you're looking. So again, going back to things that we're not experts on, I'm not about to start commenting on anything medical, but the the fact of the matter is you're, you're absolutely right, Eric, because they're, all of these devices have been structured around a reward system. Mm -hmm. A notification goes off and we get a mental, like we get a literal, there's been studies done on this. Our brains release chemicals into our body that make us feel like we get a literal good feeling, at -hmm. least initially from that interaction because it's information you wanted it's something nice someone said blah 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 the whole other rabbit hole the thumbs one the other right. ca- yeah. the thumbs up <laughs> the, but going back to the cost of these things is that's the positive reward system because humans are garbage monsters and that's just the fact of the matter the internet that we love and have built is full of people that have uh, inflicted negative rewards on these things as well. And the, the, the negativity that, and we could do even yet again, more than a whole episode on oh, this, yeah, the, the, to- the toxicity and negativity that, it, that very large swaths of the internet have become a breeding ground for going back to the cost of that connectivity follows us everywhere. Mm. And this is one that probably means the least to me, Personally, again, obviously means a lot to me as a professional in this industry, like the thing I do for a living enables a lot of people to have those experiences. And I don't mean the good ones. And that saddens me. Um, the reason it's not a lot as much, I should say to me personally, is I don't, and this is, you know, we can kind of somewhat segue over to this side too. Everyone knows I'm not a big social media person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've had a Twitter account since before you knew what Twitter was. And that was only because in college, that was the easiest way for us to do group text messages. Mm-hmm. That's what Twitter was to us. To yeah. We could, we could tweet to a group by SMS and eight other people would get it. And that was the simplest way to solve that. I, I, again, I've had Twitter since before anyone listening to this show knew what it was. I've never once used it for what it was ever intended to be used for. I haven't used it at all in the better part of a decade, but really like mm. never once was I using it the way it was designed to be used. Facebook, same thing, you know, way back machine, MySpace, any of these places like Instagram, you name it. I'm not, I am not an active participant in those spaces, but again, because of our job, um, I'm very well aware of the huge societal cost of that kind of constant connectivity sure and i mean that's yeah. that's where i was going to jump in on it because you know i i use 
some social media, but not a lot. I'm not heavily using it, but I use Facebook. I have an Instagram account. I have a, a Twitter account. I, I don't post on them a lot, but it's used to me as a touch point for because I don't live at home near home anymore. Like the place that I was born and raised, right? I live separated from that. So a lot of my family is back there. So it's the only way that I have to interact with a lot of my aunts, uncles, cousins, all of that. They're all in another state, you know, a thousand miles from here. So it's an easy way for me to keep in touch with them. But even with that, I've still, there are times where like you go in and you look, it becomes like I talked about with the ding on your phone, like Pavlovian, like I check Facebook throughout the day almost as a compulsion now, which makes mm. me want to, to just cancel it all and get rid of it. Like I've thought of, you know, I have a separate work and personal phone. I've thought of, there's a new phone out there called the, the light phone, which is basically the only thing that it's an e-ink screen. It can do text messages. It can do be phone. It can do direct like GPS directions. And that's literally it. There's no social media, nothing else on that thing. Because, you know, it keeps you kind of disconnected. And I was thinking that would be a nice yeah. way to sort of disconnect from all this stuff and kind of get back to reality. Because one of the things I noticed that I was going to talk about was the, the cost to me anyway of that constant connectivity in my immediate family is very apparent when we get together. Christmas, birthdays, um, whatever, we'll be sitting, we'll go over to my mom's house, you know, and we'll, the whole family will be there, my brother, his wife, his kids, my wife, my kids, you know, other mm -hmm. people who have come along and we're all sitting there and I literally have pictures on my phone, lol, taking them with my phone. Yeah. <laughs> every person in that room sitting on, on couches and chairs all on their devices. Mm -hmm. No one is talking to each other. It's Christmas and everyone's sitting there on their social media or surfing the web or doing whatever. And there's no social interaction in the immediate area of where you've socially gathered. <laughs> Everyone is there yeah. interacting socially with people miles and miles away and not with anyone in the actual room, which I think is the biggest cost of that constant connectivity to social media is we don't have any immediate social reactions in our vicinity anymore. For sure. I feel like what, what plays into that too is like that, FOMO, right? That fear of missing out. I feel like when everything happens online, right? Like all the news, all, you know, every inf piece of information you want to know. So you're like, oh, I, you know, I don't want to miss out. I want to like check and make yeah. sure that I'm like, I stay up you to know. date on everything. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think, it, I think it's just, it, it becomes, it, 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 sadly, it becomes a compulsion and, and mm -hmm. like, For sure. you know, if I had better self-control, I suppose I could just check it less, you know, but in my mind, I'm thinking the easiest way to do it is cold Turkey is just like mm -hmm. go in there and you can, you can put your Facebook account into like a, like, it's not closing your account, but it's like archiving your account. Yeah, so, okay. so yeah. you can still like, if you have it attached to different things, like, you know, this podcast show, mine is attached to the page for this podcast show mm -hmm. and things like that. I would still need to manage those things. So, you know, it still allows me to do that. But like, if I log in, I don't see anything. There's no mm -hmm. posts to me. I can't post to anyone. So what's the point in checking? So it would kind of cut me off from that. And I've thought about doing it. But then again, the thing that stops me is I have friends from high school, very good, very close friends that I can st still consider some of my best friends, that the yep. only way that I can contact them is through Facebook. Mm -hmm, you know, right. and, I mean, I guess I have their home phone number, but I don't 
unlike John, I'm a text person. Yeah. I don't call people. <laughs> I'm on the phone all day long. Yeah. I don't want to be on the phone after five Anymore. o'clock kind sure. of thing. Yeah. So yeah. it kind of, I cut myself off when, you know, for, for phone calls and things like that. So, you know, and, and I've always just been bad about that kind of contact anyway. So it's like, Oh, Hey, it's their birthday. You know, and I send them a message through Facebook because it's just so easy to be able to keep that kind of touch point with these people through that so i'm very reluctant to hit that archive button on there because i don't want to lose that lose connectivity that. And, I don't, and i don't think you should even have to right i like those these things are supposed to like enhance right or like yeah. give benefit um but i get yeah, like i guess like we're talking about that cost it's like you have to figure out yeah what you're willing to allow yourself to mentally like worry about right versus yeah. right it's it's i mean really what we're talking about is a transaction i mean mm-hmm. it literally is transactional it's Eric, you just listed off a handful of ways that that service is of value to you. It's things mm-hmm. you want to be able to use it for. And I think one of the biggest questions, I mean, the the, the big we here, capital W, we ha- have to really interrogate for ourselves and each other is, is the value of those handful of things worth the long-term cost are we you know do you feel this is not something you're necessarily here to answer but you know if you want to keep it for these five things are you confident that you could say you know i'm going to just use it for those five things and i'm you know i'm confident that i can get enough separation to not just compulsively check it throughout the day because it's designed to incentivize me to want to do that Mm -hmm, or is the literal cost of having those touch points the fact that you know that for so long as you have that product, you're going to be a, you know compulsively checking a service you don't right. even want to use 10 to 12 or 50 times a day. And yeah. that's not directed at you because that, that's the description of many, many people. Yeah. There are people oh, who yes. use these services yeah. because they actually want to. They enjoy it. They get something from it. That's fine. Not if it's damaging to your health or your work right. or your family, Any, but that can be anything can be an addiction anything can be against your overall well-being mm-hmm. but the you know but for that subset of folks i feel like it's probably a pretty big subset but still a subset where it's i very specifically want to use these services for this finite list of things but i feel very strongly that the cost of that is going to be the ever present draw of i'm just going to sit here and scroll Let's call it what it is. It's it's yeah. it's, it's it's the doom the scroll. Endless it's scroll. Yeah, the mm. end the endless scroll. And there's a very specific reason why not most every single one of these platforms have adopted that format because it plays to the way <laughs> our brain. Say everything work. does it now. Yeah, yep. we want to find the bottom. Mm. We just do. Yeah. And when it doesn't exist, you've now created this infinite machine that incentivizes you to come back whether you realize or not and keep searching for the bottom so you know i'm not here to say whether the answer to that is yes or no by the way if the value of the product is worth the cost excellent because i also happen to know it's not like you're not talking to your wife or child as a result of it you're not missing out on your job you're not like holed up in your office you know doom scrolling facebook because you know you like (laughs) must click but you are obviously because we were talking about this the other day. You're obviously doing it enough that you because you're obviously a present person. You've realized in yourself it's a thing you're doing. So the mm-hmm. mere fact that yeah. you were able to identify it means it's a thing. Yeah, exactly. And and it's and it's a thing for me personally. It's simply because you know I'm I'm a you know much to everyone's chagrin you know that I work with and and interact with. I'm a little bit of a hippie. So like <laughs> I I want to be more present in my life you know that's one of the things that's that's one of the costs of this that i feel is too high for me 
and and mm-hmm. I'm trying to figure out a way to how I'm trying to figure out my strategy, how right, to extract right. myself from this so that I can be more present in my daily life. I want to go out. I want to take more pictures, create more art, that kind of stuff. I want to be more present and less scrolling on things that have nothing to do with me. Yes, my family is on there. My friends are on there. But that's the problem. That's the cost of that. That that is is literally 3% of what I see when I go on Facebook Mm -hmm. is is my friends and family. Everything else is political advertisements or advertisements for products or, you know, it's how they make their money. I understand. But it's it's 97% of my scroll to the bottom, as Mm -hmm. you were talking about, John, is is stuff I don't want to see. And, and what's the cost of that? You know, yeah, I get to interact. So what, I, what do I need to do? I need to start a text chain with everybody who's important to me on Facebook, on my phone, so that I can make sure I can reach out to them at a moment's notice. And then I close it down. And then if they want to reach me, they've got the text chain they can reach me on. Yeah, I think you're hitting you know, a good that point kind of that in the, in, I think in the short near future, like everyone is going to have to do that. Everyone is going to have to take a, and say, okay, how am I going to interface with this stuff? Because if at a certain point, I feel like it's just going to start overrunning everybody, right? Everyone's just yeah. going to be not well, yelling. When it becomes... To at least ask the question of ourselves. Like, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. Whether or not we have the answer yet, asking the question, I feel, is the first most important step. And I mean, again, capital W, we, like we all as a society, to even ask the mm-hmm. question um, and then start working on an answer. But we haven't even started asking yet in a meaningful way. We just right. do the thing. Right. Yeah. Because it's, it's new. That's the thing. All mm-hmm. th- that's the other psychological thing they do. Things are constantly changing. They're constantly updating, uh, you know, how those things happen. It's shiny. It's new. I mean, we talk about on the show all the time. I want the new thing. I want the new gadget, mm-hmm. these websites, these social media sites, they're, they're a gadget just as much as anything else. And they're constantly yep. shiny and new. Every time I click refresh on my website page, I get a completely different article at the top of that. I get a completely different post. It's new every time. So there's yep. always something new to look at. There's always something you never to interact find the with. Bottom. Yeah. And yep. then you start your you start your doom scroll. And it's, you know, how much is that how much is that worth to to me where I could instead be sitting in a room with my family where we're all looking at each other rather than our <laughs> devices kind of thing. You know, it feels like... And it wasn't even because anyone was mad at each other, right? It was just that natural, no. I'm going to look down at yeah, my I'm phone. Gonna, and, and I'm going to work. Yeah. I'm going to jump on my phone. I'm going to check mm-hmm. my stuff. And then somebody else sees, oh, they're checking their phone. I should probably check mine too. And then before you know it, everybody the in the room is on their phone. And, yep. and no one, like, I think back to when I was a kid, when there were no cell phones, literally there was no such thing. Like our phone had a cord that you can only walk so far away from the wall. We didn't even have a cordless telephone, oh, you know, phone. right? Exactly. I, I'm trying to, trying to, you know, trying to play <laughs> Ultima online. I, I need the phone, you know, like you, you can't, you know, when I think back to the social interactions back then, it was, I want to play with my friends. I open up my door. I go outside. You know, and I go knock on their door. You want to come out and play like that kind of stuff. Like, you know, and I know that's a very young example, but still like that kind of thing happened as adults. My parents, you know, would join things. They, they had a bowling league. They, you know, my father played softball. We would go to the softball fields while they played Mm. softball and all the kids of the parents who were playing softball were all there and we would all play together. Some of those people are still friends that I have today. You know, Mm. that kind of social interaction, I feel doesn't exist as much exist. anymore. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know, because yeah. we interact through a screen instead. Yep. And this is probably a way t- different tangent, you know, whole episode on that. I wonder how long or if ever 
like that design language of how they're making these apps will change. You know, yeah. there will uh, I mean, be a need yeah. for them to do that. <laughs> yeah, I think that their design language will only change to make it more addictive, to make mm -hmm. people come into it more. And, you know, one more example before I'll shut up here is my son is a perfect example. He's, he's you know, almost 12 years old at this point. So he is, um, or I'm sorry, almost 11 years old. Wow, I don't even know my own kid's age. <laughs> almost 11 years old. And he... Um, primarily that is his age range is social interaction. They don't go next door and knock and say, would you like to go out and play? They get right. on Roblox and play together. Yeah. Like that is their social interaction. He has friends from school and when he gets home, they will call him through Facebook messenger or whatever messenger kids. And then they will get a Roblox game going. And then they're all in there choosing a game within Roblox to play again, not a sponsor. And like, they'll go in there and like, you know, and that's how they socially interact. They're right. going with school. They're going to unwind. They're not going to be outside playing in the street. They're they're playing a game together mm -hmm. online and, through a screen. So and I really do that. That's such a great point you make, Eric, because that's that's still new. Like Cody, yeah. you uh, we've we've beaten this to death over many episodes. Yeah. You're the youngest among us, and even so, th what he just described was new in your lifetime. Like oh yeah, when you were six years old, that wasn't a thing. But mm -hmm. when when your son was six years old, that that mechanism was already. Now, obviously, he's yep. coming up on a lift has been, but for the five years, let's call it, that he's been of the age where that was even like relevant, that those mechanisms all existed. So, over the entirety of his aware lifetime, yeah. that interaction will have been a real thing, and that's new territory for all of us because yeah. I, how do we navigate well, that? Yeah. Well, this is getting way down in the weeds of where, again, question on whether or not I'm qualified to ask the question. But I'm going to do it anyway because it's us. Um, is part of our ability, going back to one of my strongly held beliefs of, you know, we have to start by asking the question. Is part of our ability to ask the question the fact that we even have the perspective of the before time? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's you know the what thing. I mean. These questions. It's a long, the, long time. When, when my son is my age, his fond memories of childhood will not be playing in the street until the street no. lights come on and then mom says i have to come home it will literally be oh man you remember back in the day when we used to play roblox yeah, that was that, that was mod so awesome. for, forever yeah absolutely. you know like that you know that that's a completely different perspective he won't he'll he'll be trying to compare it to his kids who are plugging a cord into their head to go into virtual reality <laughs> you know what i mean and like he he he'll be like oh man back in my day we actually played with a device we you know <laughs> i wasn't walking around in a virtual world i was on a screen and it was so yeah, much you used to think know, like a keyboard um, yeah, <laughs> like, like a baby's toy from back yeah. in the future you know it's like it's uh, just you know i don't know it, it's interesting to think of what the social cost will be 20 years from now mm -hmm. compared to now like 20 mm -hmm. years ago the so there was this wasn't a thing. And now here we are 20 years later and we're contemplating, is this worth it? What's it going to be like 20 years ahead when, right. when the people who are making these decisions don't remember the times, like you said, John, the before times, uh -huh. like we experienced, they don't have, mm -hmm. they won't have that perspective anymore. Their perspective will be an ad filled yep. landscape of doom scrolling. That's their past. That's their history. We're, we're, we're talking about, we're talking about calibrating normal. Yeah. Because again, our calibration is different because there's a different point of origin. We have three distinct points of origin, but all three of them are before this. Yeah. Your sons will, your sons zero, zero, zero will be a world where these things exist. And I just think that calibration to normal is going to change the whole landscape, the whole landscape and what we're, what are we trying to accomplish? And it's not, yeah. none of this is even meant to be doom and gloom. Um, there are a lot of amazing, you, you know, 
again, continue to use your son as an example, he is going to come up in a world where so many things that we, we have to make leaps to think about how to use certain tools versus those tools are going to be like his, you know, another baseline. Right. That's that, that opens up doors for a future. That's very, very exciting to me as well. Again, I wouldn't be doing what I do for a living if I thought technology was, was going to have to be the end of us all. I think there's a huge responsibility going back to the cost. It is on all of us us specifically as professionals in this in this industry, but also us entirely as a society, as a world, have to keep interrogating these questions because anything left unchecked will turn to bad. That that that's just that's yeah. entropy. That's the yep. universe. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's that's why I feel so strongly. So going back to, you know, bookending the entire thing on why the cost of why do we even want to have these conversations about these things that are it's already a thing. It's not like we're talking about what's next for social media here, what's next for connectivity. We'll probably do those someday too. But we're talking, you know, this is actually more looking backwards with eyes ahead. What is the cost been? And what are we willing to keep paying to have these experiences now and moving forward? And what is the cost going to be me as a person to my family, to our business, to our community, and then, you know, zooming all the way out to our world. I mean, those, those are things that are going to permeate laws. They're going to permeate technologies. They're going to permeate whole business verticals, how people yeah. make a living. Oh, I mean, yeah. th- thinking about all the ways that this touches. So some of the costs have been net positive, but we also can't ignore the ones where we're leaving a piece of ourselves behind. Yeah. Um, and, you know, the constant upkeep to, to, to fight that entropy and, you know, remain who we are. Yeah. And I mean, just, you know, be careful. Um, yeah, it's like know, a constant thing. This for me, we got to be careful with that social interaction because what happens when 20 years from now we live in a world where people don't remember how to interact in person anymore? What does that world look like when the only social interaction we have is is a disconnected social interaction through a, 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 a middleman, so to speak? I've, I've, I've seen this movie. It's Batteries. Right. Um. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So anyway, I'll, I'll wrap it up. But yeah, I just, you know, my, my last thought before we, we drop the thing we always drop is, you know, disconnect once in a while. Yeah. Look, look somebody in the eyes and have a conversation with them because I feel like that is something yeah. that we don't do mm-hmm. enough anymore. Go out and see a movie, go out and see a, you know, a concert, you know, in person. And when you're at that concert, please do me a favor. Don't take your phone out of your pocket. <laughs> don't put it up in the air and record what's on. I it. Literally, use, your, use your freaking eyeballs, man. <laughs> it drives me insane. <laughs> yep. So like that kind of thing, you know, like yeah. have some social interactions without a screen in front of your face and, and see how yeah. that changes your perspective. Your, your, in, your Instagram feed will be just fine be without that clip. It'll yep, be, it'll exactly. be, exactly. Well, I would say, you know, for, for me to end it is that, you know, the, the cost of all this connectivity is the need to find reasons to be disconnected. And, yep. you know, that, 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 that is, you know, and that's intentional. That takes effort. Like you were talking about Eric and, yep. and the cost of it is what and are we fall. willing to let go of, um, to have, to have those moments. So, yeah. uh, on that, uh, I guess that bombshell, literally. Yep. Um, we'll, uh, we will wrap it up for this week. Cody, welcome back again. Um, looking forward to next week's topic. And uh, anything else you guys want to wrap us up with? Yeah, go on uh, Go on your social media and uh, and uh, give us five stars and a thumbs up and leave a review <laughs> for our show. Yeah, I mean, if you're going to yes, be online in any way, you might as well spend a few of those yep. seconds um, helping of those us be more connected. Thumbs so. up. It, it actually does help. <laughs> In this one regard, and then disconnect and go out and see a show without your phone. 
go fly a kite, go do something, but just make sure exactly. you do that five star before. So, all right. <laughs> well, now literally with that, we will wrap it up and catch you next time. Later. Later. Later.